guys hello and welcome back i'm jojo fraser it's time for a mojo injection episode 146 we're going out with a boom bang bosh i've got the amazing gavin oates fellow motivational speaker comedian best-selling author runs tree of knowledge he's just awesome he's been on here before love the energy this is exactly the same challenging entertaining inspiring this is what we all need and it left me thinking oh this I can kind of take on the world and just a reminder of owning who we are. I've always said in this space, judge less, live more. And it's a place where we can come into the mojo den. You know, there is no judgment. We can feel lighter. We can kind of try and um, look at the world in a different way. And I love it. And Gav got me thinking the word weird, it should be replaced with creative. I like the word weird, but I know that some still fear it certainly seeing kids growing up and bonnie was saying oh the word weird is not very good you know and then that stage and we hear of the pressure and we speak about that for teenagers and social media we cover so much today around happiness i love what gav says of the themes as we speak about being forever elsewhere um yeah loads of little aha moments for me here and it was interesting what you said we get quite deep towards the end about our own kind of mental breakdowns and um, breakthroughs um i like to call them now to try and take the positive out of uh, a bad sitch and uh, what we've learned from that and you know he was saying that he wanted to be on stage when he was really in quite a, a fragile place because he felt safe there because he was there and i remember saying to my doctor um, the doctor had advised that I cancelled a big speaking event at the Wellbeing Festival. I was on, I think, five stages that weekend. And I said, look, I know you want me to cancel, but that's my safe place. That's where everything's okay. And that was the only way I got to go and do that, um, do those shows, because I did feel safe on the stage, because I could be there. And everything that was going on with my mind and the confusions and the paranoia and the anxiety and the you know the emotional side of it I could just escape and I, I love what Gav says and he really reminds us to escape to find that place where you can be free where you're not constantly worrying about being forever elsewhere like the social feeds comparisons all the crap we're thrown at these days what is it it's minging the political situation <laughs> love what he said perfect nail on the head minging and um yeah how we can just cultivate more happiness into our life so you're in for a treat i would recommend you watch this on the video link i'll post short videos once i figure out how to cut them um, and the whole thing is on youtube as well so the link is on the show notes check that out a huge thanks to upload studios who did all the work for us we went into their lovely new studios which launched launched last month this is enba's first video podcasting studio so it was lovely to get such nice quality footage um yeah and i'll probably clip it and use it for show reels and stuff like that because Gav's just brought all the positive vibes, love it. So um, yeah, I'll be clipping that puppy up and using it. Thank you guys, Upload Studios, check them out. Their details are in the show notes too. But let's jump in, let's, let's share this with you. And guys, wishing you the most amazing Christmas. Just try and enjoy, take the advice from today. Try and enjoy the little things, be kind to yourself, get the mojo injections when you can, loads and loads of tips in here. And um, just sending so much love to you. Mm. Right, welcome. 
Gavin Oates. Thank you for having me. It's so nice to see you. you and too. the last podcast we did, like people were loving it, so no pressure. You've got to bring the same standard of chat. <laughs> <laughs> so Gavin Oates, motivational speaker, best-selling author, comedian, uh, founder, well not found, founder, but tree of knowledge, kind of MD. That's me. Do you want some more? <laughs> No, that is me. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. As you say, it's lovely to see you. It's nice to be out my house. Yeah, it's lovely. And you are known to many as the balloon guy. So we've got some balloons here for you. Do you know what? I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, I was, uh, obviously, before we started recording, I was telling you, I have a, a daughter. My, my daughter's 10 and uh, her name's Ellis and she is obsessed with balloons Twist. ever since a young age. That's just, there has to be balloons. And... Um, you know, when I go home with that, she is going to... Yes. Our brain will burst with excitement. Made someone happy today. Delighted. <laughs> and there's Brussels sprouts on the bottom, so uh, but not real there Brussels are. sprouts. So yeah, chocolate one's nice. I was keen to know if Gav liked Brussels, because they're actually one of my favourite parts of the Christmas meal. But they need to have, like, the butter and the pancetta. Totally. And the, what's it, chestnuts and there's all There's no that. other way now. I remember years and years ago, it was. I don't know if it was Jamie Oliver, but let's say it was Jamie Oliver, when I saw him cooking sprouts with exactly that it was because i saw that too everybody did and i remember <laughs> my mum my sister-in-law everybody just this was how the sprouts were served game changer oh, I, I like game changer. i like sprouts just regular not over boiled but boiled sprouts yeah. I, I can do that have you ever had cold sprouts the next day like on not raw day, i'll maybe have a wee bite but that's when they're marinated and all the stuff a cold sprout with nothing on it is actually delicious. Really? We bit of salt and pepper. Better this is not nice how I expected to start the conversation <laughs> today, but I feel like we're changing the world one, one sprout at a time. Well, I couldn't bring you ice lollies because we were do, we're not doing it at my house this time. Yeah, so I was I like, what's next? Lolly. I know. I have a tattoo of an ice lolly. I know, show us. <laughs> Here we go. It's very small and it looks like I drew it myself. <laughs> The poor tattoo art. We've got the same tattoo artist, right? Not ah, only, yeah, Watermelon yeah, that's right. tattoos, so um, she's pretty she, cool. She's amazing. I have since been for a, a much bigger have you? Uh, piece on my arm. Oh, yeah. I would say get out, but it yeah. might be a Do bit you know, fiddly. Because of these, this will sound random to us, I have an issue with my neck at the moment, so getting a jumper off is, is not <laughs> the easiest thing. But I have a, a big tattoo of um, this, oh, very random. It's uh, So it's, it's meant to represent my dad, uh, who we lost a few years ago on the moon with two little fox cubs looking out Aww. through the galaxy. Because my dad is known as Grandpa on the moon. Oh, I love that. Because when the kids were a certain age, uh, they were very young when they lost their grandpa. And um, my son was four. And I remember him saying, is Grandpa now on the moon? Because we, we don't do the whole religion thing. So um, in his mind, you, you still go up the way though. So is, is Grandpa on the moon? And he just became known as Grandpa on the moon. And we we call him still to this day, even though it's nearly 10 years, we still call him Grandpa on the moon. That's so nice. So, and he used to refer to my kids as his wee fox cubs because they both got orange hair. Aww. And they were just tiny. Cute. So yeah, that's so the... So you've got little foxes and a balloon. Two little... I'm not a balloon, a moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad's the balloon. Uh, there, there's two little fox cubs, uh, a figure, a sort of silhouetted figure standing on, and the moon looks... It's illustrated like the moon from... Uh, the Little Prince. Oh, amazing. Um, quite kind of comic booky. Oh, and that's lovely. he's looking out through the galaxy. Was it the same place you went to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Like yeah. like three hours sitting or something like that. Uh, that one was about three hours, yeah. Yeah, painful. Uh, but they play good music. I think if they play good music, you can get 
into it. So this is Watermelon in uh, Leith, and they play great music. And if you get talking to, if you get talking to them and our, our husband Sandy as well about things like whiskey, ah, there's great chat. They bring you a whiskey. No, no, but we talked a lot about music and whiskey, which yeah. is good chat. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Right. Well, we're going to start off with a wee quick kind of quiz, little test for you. Now, I know you love a good smelling book, right? <laughs> and, and by that, you probably mean like the smell of kind of libraries and stuff. But you also love the F word, good swear. Mm. Um, and I thought, right, I'll spray you with some nice scents. And one of the scents is a Tom Ford one I love, and it's got the F word in it. So you have to guess which one. You might even know it already. I, I, I don't at all. I thought the, the amount of times you drop an F bomb, I was like, someone must have bought him this. <laughs> um, and I'd messaged you once, I remember saying about spraying my books yeah. when you were chatting about it. I was like, right, I'm going to spray some books. So I want you to rate the scent. Now I'm just going to check. Yeah, I sprayed them, be quite strong. I sprayed them about 40 minutes ago. Um, right. So give that one a good sniff first. Right. Give it a market of 10. It looks like an excellent book. Yeah. <laughs> Plug it. Oh, wow. You really have. I sprayed a lot. Yeah. So maybe go back a little bit and just imagine it's toned down. I mean, it smells amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even begin to tell you what it is, though. Okay. Um. But what sort of notes you're getting there. <laughs> Uh, notes of absolute genius. <laughs> so give it, just give it a market of ten if you were, you know. It's that's a that's a good eight out of ten. Good eight out. Of yeah, 10. yeah. Right. Now, I feel zest needs a bit more plug. I feel a bit it's poor zest. <laughs> yes, fallen by the wayside a little bit. I, it's some absolute golden nuggets oh, in here, by book. the way. Um, but give that a sniff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And give it a great out of ten. Also lovely. Good choices. Mm. I, I, I think I prefer this one, but I'll, okay. I'll, I'll so, so naturally I'll go a seven because right. that was an eight. Perfect. Still high scores. Still high scores. And the final one, we plug for the first book. <laughs> Second one should have been out a couple of years ago, but <laughs> any big publishers? I'm not doing all the work myself. Um, no, smell that one. Right. Okay. It's not as strong as these ones. Mm-hmm. That was maybe like 50 minutes ago. <laughs> there was a moment I was like, is that the same? But it's not, right? No. Uh, I'll give that a seven as well. Right, okay, brilliant. Yeah. So that's female. That's actually one of my right. perfumes, Tom Ford. That, the... that smells female. Mm-hmm. That's... And that smells male. So that's male. So right. that, you have, the one you've given eight, of ten, eight out of ten is the one with the f bomb? Ah, okay. So it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I actually don't even know. Tom Ford. Can we? Are you allowed yeah, you to say, say it? it. Uh, fucking fabulous! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, want, I've never heard of it. Sprayed on you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. I've never heard of it. And this one is Creed Aventus. It's ah, okay, about cool. two hundred and fifty quid for a bottle. Are you getting sponsored by all these people? No, you no. should be. Here, that is a well. I know, thumbed. I think I took it. Well, that came to hospital. That's how a book should be. Yes. Well, that came to hospital. And so I'm in hospital and I'm raging because I don't get to come to your book launch. And I was saying to the team, I've got to go now. This is ridiculous. You're locking me in here. And they were like, calm down. And I was like, you don't understand. I've been really looking forward to this event. 
they were like, no, you need to chill out. You're overstimulated. I was raging. <laughs> but it looked like a great launch. It was cool. And six weeks before a pandemic, who yeah, who would have known? I know. Um, but no, I was very proud of that night. I I remember when we announced the book launch, that, that was my first book launch. So albeit it's not my first book, it was my first solo book. Yeah. So very nervous. That's the most nervous I've been for a long time, even mm. though I speak for a living and whatever else. But um that was a that was a terrifying experience. But the tickets disappeared amazing. in twenty four hours and I still didn't believe people would turn up, but they did and yeah, it was amazing. We had the incredible John Loughton hosting oh, that him. night. He's just magic. We know. sing in the shower together. Well we have in the past, not together, but sent each other he sent me shower clips. Is if you ever saw his stories? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> he's so, funny. so he was I asked him to uh compare the night, I suppose. Oh. And uh yeah, it was amazing. Like there was friends and family there, but a lot of absolute strangers who, from all walks of life, who just seemed to love, love the stuff that that I write. So no, it was amazing. Very just proud. rub it in, eh? But then, but then, <laughs> weirdly, just a few days later, we started hearing about this thing. Yeah, that was I know. maybe coming to the UK, and um, before we knew it, we were locked down. And but but it was interesting because I mean to have a book coming out called Life Will See You Now when we all got shut down and yeah. people were, a lot of people in a funny kind of headspace. Mm -hmm. You know, I was getting messages from people all over the world saying that this was the book that was seeing them through and yeah. teams from within the NHS getting in touch saying that your your book, we're all chatting about it and that's what's keeping us going. And, and you, when you write these things, of course, you'll be the same. You don't, you don't think about who you're writing for yeah. with a personal development kind of book. Yeah. You know, if you're writing a book specifically for teenagers, then right, okay, you're thinking about what would they want to hear? Mm -hmm. But with this kind of book, I don't know. Yeah, I got, I got an email from a, a, a lady in Australia saying that um, this book had helped her to escape an 11-year abusive marriage. Oh, my goodness. And, like, at no point as I'm writing, I think, do you know, women who are in difficult situations in Australia will benefit from this. Yeah. So you've no idea, of course, who's out there, who's reading, uh, and uh, the impact that it's having. So it hopefully it's helped mind. some people through lockdown. No, but it's, a, it's amazing. It blows your mind. I remember someone messaging me saying they left a marriage or left a job or something after reading mine, and I was like, I feel so much responsibility in yeah, a way. I yeah. was like, first thing I said, did you tell your husband it's because you read the book? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she, yeah. her response was, he wasn't even listening. That's the sort of guy he was. I was like, phew. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, and we've spoken about this before, about that kind of sun lounger principle, you know, when you're on holiday and you yeah. talk about that quite... I just love it, you know, that passion you have. And I know you've got a thing about people hating Mondays, but my problem in the past has been I dreaded Tuesday more because, like, Monday, you're kind of regret it. Like, you're worrying about it anyway. You know it's going to suck if you're not happy in your work. Wednesday, it's like hump day, but Tuesday's like a nothing day. Do you mm. know what I mean? You've not got that hope of the closer to Friday. So Tuesday was always... <laughs> there was a period in my life where Tuesday I actually dreaded yeah. more. <laughs> I remember I remember one of my kids, can't remember which one it was, uh, somebody at school had said to them about Tuesdays, it's got the word choose in it. It obviously doesn't actually yeah. have the word choose in it. And they were like, so that's the day where you just get to choose your mood. One of their teachers, and yeah. I've probably heard that before somewhere, but I was just like, it's quite nice, so there you go. I like just it. make the Use decision. that if I'm having a bad choose. <laughs> I actually like Tuesdays now, but there was a period, yeah. and I'm sure people are listening, some, you know, maybe Tuesday. So choose, I like that. And another thing is like, I feel it's not just the sun loungers. You know, when you go to these big holidays, the buffet cart, people are 
absolutely own it. Like I used to dread it. I would be like, stand back. People are like shoving you in the booty yeah. cart. You like you, it was a military operation. You so I have, I have a brilliant tip for all your listeners uh, <laughs> when it comes to a booty. I knew you would. One on the plate, one in your mouth. One on the plate. So you're actually, by the time you've gone around the whole buffet, yeah. you've had a plate of food already. Brilliant. But your plate doesn't look so crazy. Yes. Because everyone gets this wrong. When you go on holiday or you, you're away for a night and you're, you're, there's a, a fantastic buffet, everyone puts too much on the plate. Yeah, you and then do. And you can see it. You can look around. But you can have a whole playful before you it. even get to your table. That's a good idea. And people think you're just sitting down at your first one, but it's not. It's your second, but they don't know that. Oh, and just watch when people are shoving you, though, because yeah. people take it seriously. Well, no, they, no they, they, they do. Well, yeah, just just let them do their thing. You know, just, <laughs> just dribble it down. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just accidentally nudge their plate and they'll be too busy picking shit off the floor. And so have you got a tip for people? I love the boofy tip. If they're having like a tricky Monday or Tuesday and they need that kind of oomph, especially through like lockdown, COVID and all that stuff. If someone's having a bad moment, is there some like a little technique you've used over the past couple of years just so, to change that? Well, I think the first thing is you have to acknowledge the shit day. Uh, you have to almost allow that moment in, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's that kind of, I guess it's that kind of mindfulness thing about, you know, acknowledging and accepting that firstly, right, this is how I feel right now yeah. um I, and i think it's that that idea of too many people they fight back constantly against that you know fighting back about how they're feeling fighting back against the stress fighting anxiety fighting the fear whatever it might be mm -hmm. but actually i think the first step is just technology do you know what this is how i'm feeling right now yeah. i might be able to shift it mm -hmm. i might not but if not then we'll get there maybe in an hour it might be tomorrow yeah. um but but we'll get there so i think um i think that has to be it's it's not a big exciting tip it's yeah. not uh you know it's it's not that there's not a there's not a magic potion you know there's not that yeah. silver bullet that just instantly some people will tell you that is but there's not you know, injection you can you can call it whatever you want but that's what it is the thing is though it, I, I think everyone's like yeah just change your thinking just change it it's not that simple. Yeah, you know, you, you can't, can't just flick a switch in your yeah. brain and go, oh, everything's all, everything's amazing all yeah. of a sudden. There are some of us out there that it's maybe going to take a day. It's maybe going to take a few hours. And I think it's okay to... But I think part of that thinking as well is that acceptance that no one's got it figured out. Mm -hmm. No one's having a brilliant seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Mm -hmm. It's just not possible. Yeah. The problem is we live in a time where... If you jump on Instagram mm -hmm. and you look at people's stories, all you see is perfection. Yeah. All you see is happiness and joy. And I know this is not new for anyone. We all hear these things. And yet we still sit and we scroll and we scroll and we scroll. And all we see is what we want. Yeah. And the reality is that's not people's lives. Uh, and I think, um, you know, we, we need to accept that nobody's got it figured out. And actually, if you get up on a Monday and you feel a bit shit, that's all right. It's all going to be okay. It will. You can, and as you say, it can take an hour. It can take jumping cold water. It's a good one for me. If I'm feeling like anxious or low, I'll be like, it works. cold water. Yeah. Oh, baby, like waking yeah. it up, you know, the yeah. mojo. <laughs> no, it, but, it, but it does work. It does work. I mean, for me, it's it's going out of run. Mm -hmm. um, I've not, I've injured at the moment, not able to run, and I can feel it. I feel f slightly more on edge, a bit more frustrated. Things get to me a wee bit more yeah. because. For me, that that thirty minutes of running in the morning outside in the fresh air 
that's a game changer. Yeah, um, totally. Have you and, found something to replace that for now? Um, not yet. Uh, I have borrowed a bike machine. <laughs> Oh, is, that yeah. you could, what, is that what an indoor bike's called? <laughs> an indoor bike, there's a new name. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got a cycling machine in the house that I've borrowed from my in-laws. Um, it's not the same for me, but it's all right. Yeah. Um, but one of the most amazing things that's come out of the whole COVID era, can we call it an era yet? Yeah. Maybe. For me, though, is that I get to walk my daughter to school yes. every morning. So actually, that 15-minute walk there and back, yeah. I then go the slightly longer way home now. So instead of just a... Sort of 20 to 30 minute walk I'm maybe doing it for 40, 45 minutes yeah. not the same as a run but it's helping still it's gets helping. you out I think because indoors it like does. we got a treadmill for when it was like really icy and yeah. stuff but I still feel like I prefer to run outside or I prefer sure. to get outside or do the cold like rather than a cold shower I got yeah, this yeah. big plunge for the garden so if I don't have time to go to the reservoir or beach yeah. I can just jump in it yeah absolutely like naked and yeah. the neighbours are like <laughs> <laughs> but the cold water thing definitely works as well and I think I think people need to just try different things yeah. and you'll 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 find your thing and you know i remember people saying that i was absolutely crazy for getting up at five o'clock and going to run yeah but it worked yeah and if you can but, get but out if, if you've got the discipline to if, get up at five i well, don't right now but I well mean, this is the thing i mean i i i'm one of my eyes ping open about four half four every morning and yeah. million miles an hour and the problem is if i lie in my bed for another hour that's when the anxiety creeps in and there's yeah. the all so i just i have to get up and do something productive uh yeah. and by 12 o'clock you feel great you know you're you're yeah. flying so i think knowing uh, yourself isn't it it's knowing what you need and how you respond and like time of the yeah. day that's good for you to do i think it's been open-minded as well to trying different things yeah. um you know like i say people are saying oh, five o'clock running absolutely crazy yeah but i found something that genuinely works yeah so do, do it. it and it doesn't <laughs> have to make sense to no. anyone else oh, like, God, no. people will be like you're crazy why are you doing this like my mum is a bit of a no person it's yeah. just a safety mechanism she grew up like during the war and obviously it's a tough time she'd be like why are you going to the cold water it's freezing you're daft you're mad and I'm like yeah. but it feels so good mum like don't worry about me like my anxiety will keep me like I won't stay in too long I've got my hot water bottle I've got my flask it's alright don't worry mum <laughs> but also I think like I spoke to someone recently about the running thing and they were like oh I wouldn't do that I, I would just look ridiculous mm. hey yeah, yeah like you don't don't not do it because you're worried about how you're gonna look yeah. like it's five o'clock in the morning yeah. I look like Phoebe out of friends when I run I can't I'm not a natural runner but if if people are going out worrying sorry not not looking after themselves because they're worried about how they look well, then there's a whole other conversation needs to Yeah, you've got to, to put there. yourself first. You're, you and your health and your mojo is more important than like how other you look to other people. People's perceptions. But it's a reminder of that sometimes, yeah, right? Yeah. It's funny what you're saying about social media. So I said, like, obviously COVID, not had a holiday, not had the Biffy Dash and the Sunlander Dash, and like proper holiday. I definitely miss holidays. I know. And if someone had said to me, where would you go if you could go anywhere? And I was like, Maldives. And if I ever pop onto something like Insta, it's like, show me Maldives stuff. My phone's yeah. clearly listening to me and trying course, to make me jealous. Course, I'm, like, yeah. I'm not going there. Okay, I'll have a little look. And then I'm like, hmm, trip to the Maldives would be nice. Scott's like, eh, not yet. <laughs> I'm like, but think, like, that would be three holidays worth of price or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. we've not had. Yeah. So where would you pick for your holiday if you could go anywhere? There if was I... no COVID, there was no rules. Yeah, so... There's a quite a few places pinging into my head straight away, partly because we've shifted our family holidays for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, last year we were meant to be in Corfu. 
and we found the most extraordinary. We we went through an independent travel agent we've never done before, okay. um, and this woman's amazing, and she finds stuff that you just won't see in the off the shelf stuff mm-hmm. uh, in the travel agents. But she also has way better prices. <laughs> oh, that's but huge. we found this amazing place in Corfu, and it is absolutely extraordinary, and it has a pontoon. And it has a sister hotel on the other side of the peninsula. Cool. And you can use their restaurant. And mm. on an evening to get there, you take the boat. And it takes you around. And they've got their own sommelier and all this sort of stuff. Oh, and nice. You, you, um, That'd be table you, service, that but you, one. But you visit the sommelier before you, before you go for dinner and tell them what you think about having. And there'll be a bottle of wine on your table that night that he has paired with what you think you might like. Oh, amazing. Now, that sounds ridiculous. I've never been on a holiday like that before. But we heard about it went through this independent travel and she told us she'd been and it just sounded amazing so we booked that and we were gutted that we couldn't go but so we've moved that to this summer sorry summer 2022 will we be allowed to go i have no idea but honestly that's where i want to go i want to go there with my family because that's where we were meant to be the kids were excited um we've never done something like that before and uh, so that's where i'd like to go i'd love to go to japan yeah. Um, again, with the kids. Uh, my son is nearly 14, uh, yeah. which is terrifying. And he is right into, he's the most extraordinary animator and draw uh, artist that he's always drawing and designing and creating. And I know he's got a thing about anime and so on. And I would love to just take him out there and go go see this because it's everywhere Amazing. out there, you know. Um, yeah, I, I want to. Oh, there's so many places. Sorry, I'm not meaning no, to tease you. No, it's fine. Like... I want I want to go back to Italy and <laughs> do more of Italy. Um, but one and, and one of my favourite places in the world is is California. Oh, um, yeah, that's where I got my first tattoo. I'll not pull this thing up so I think. San Diego, uh, <gasps> just a magical place for it's me. So I'd love so to go nice. back. I had yeah. a scary, so I got to San Diego and I was doing the backpacker thing and I was on my own. It was the last part of my trip and uh, I hadn't booked accommodation. And there was this massive conference on. So I rock up and there's like, there's nowhere to stay. I was like, oh crap. And then they were like, actually, there might be this place behind the hostel. So I went round and it was up this like, dodgy alley and I went up and the woman was like, we've got one room left, go and see it. And as I walked, it was pretty dingy. This guy opens the door next to it and goes, the freakiest smile it was like something out of a movie like i was like okay i'll go and i like legged it had to stay in a motel like miles away at the airport yeah. so quite gutting but i remember thinking it was a really cool city yeah well my, my memories of san diego are not great <laughs> uh, no i just remember so i was i had been in melbourne uh doing the melbourne comedy festival in 2002 and I was one half of a double act in those days on the comedy circuit. And going out to do the Melbourne Festival was like dream come true stuff. Because that was it was pre YouTube days. You know, you you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't make it in stand up on your phone. You know, yeah. you were out there. Most comedians have to be out there working the the circuit, but you did really really do it back then. And but we ended up doing the Melbourne Festival. And so San Diego was a stop off on the way home. I had a cousin that lived uh, in San Diego. And she said, look, just come and crash ours for a couple of nights before you guys decide what it is that you're you're actually doing. Are you staying for a couple of weeks? Are you moving on? And we thought we'll do a couple of weeks on the West Coast. We had a stop off in New York that we had to make and then home. We were in San Diego for two months. Oh, wow. And we, at the end of that two months, my cousin and her f- uh, five housemates, they 
had a mansion in the hills. Oh, wow. With a pool. Like it was like something out of the movies. Yeah. After two months, they had to ask us to leave. Because <laughs> we were just lying by the pool all day. We weren't working. We I were taking the money we had got from the, the festival, which wasn't a lot, but it, had, it would see us through two months in San Diego. And we had a ball. And I just, I just remember literally lying by the pool and occasionally going to the beach. So one of the memories, it's like an 80s movie. Yeah. It was people lifting weights and roller skating <laughs> on the beach. Uh, and it was like being in um, Baywatch. Oh, you'll get back there. One day. Nice. Again, I want to take the kids though. Oh. And my wife. Obviously. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when you've been somewhere and you can kind of go back with a family and like, yeah. and, and that's where we did that. And that's where we did that. So we'll move on from holidays because I'm starting to drool a bit just thinking of all these places. And we'll talk about tribes for a bit. So there's a lovely right. part in the book. You, We've spoken before about the kind of the ones in that Amazon rainforest. What pair begins with a pair? You'll pronounce it better. Parata or something? It's literally just going in my head. It is, I think it is the Paratas. I think that is the best way to pronounce it. There are. Yes. I, th I have heard it pronounced slightly differently. Oh, well, but, um, sorry, guys, if I've... But the Parata yeah. tribe works yeah. for me. And you're yeah. big on that. And I, I think the inspiration comes from your dad, right? Because he used to talk about these books and then you... So he... he, So that's... Yeah, so there's a, a sort of slight inroad into that. So my dad... So the original thing came from the, the Native Americans, mm -hmm. um, the, the indigenous people um, of, of America or North America. Um, my dad read a book. So Parata Tribe is something else, entirely yeah. different. Um, but dad read a book called um, Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee. Okay. Which I think everyone should read. It is one of the most upsetting books you'll ever read in your entire... But it's, but it's true. It's, it's all based on historical events of what our people mm -hmm. did to their people when they went to the state. So it's it's horrific, mm -hmm. but it's extraordinary. And it's that kind of bit of history that needs to be taught and it needs to be shared. Yeah. That most people don't actually know the full ins and outs. So when I was probably, I must have been about 10, uh, my dad was reading that book. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I'd ever seen my dad cry. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't know, I didn't know why he was upset. And he, he, he didn't tell me a lot about the book because at 10, you probably shouldn't be reading the real life events of, of what happened. Um, but I read it anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I didn't sit and read the whole thing. I snuck looks at it and read bits and, and I kind of became intrigued by um, Native Americans. Mm -hmm. And I basically, long story short, was the one kid in my hometown that took out all the books in the library, cool. all about, as they were referred to back then, the Indians, mm -hmm. um, the Red Indians, which, rightly or wrongly, that was what they were referred to at the time. But I read everything I could mm -hmm. about these tribesmen and women mm -hmm. and their ability to um, just see the world in the way that we should see the world. That mm -hmm. sense of oneness, that mm -hmm. sense of togetherness, you know, Mother Nature, um, you know, living in a way that is... You know, there's no violence, there's no crime, there's no, well, there was no illness for them. And of course, we ruined that for, um, but I think um, that started a, it just sparked a wee interest for mm -hmm. me. Um, so the, the Parata or Paraya, as some people call them, tribe, that's, they're, the, they're in Amazonia. Yeah. So, so that's something that I really only kind of came across maybe four or five years ago. Okay. 
but it's a similar sort of thing. Yeah. They are a they are considered the happiest people in the world. Mm. Um, you know, they have no dates, no times. Um, they are so it's just all based on on how you feel. There's no leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just in it together, and you muck in and you help each other. Um, and they just have this wonderful way of being that, uh, as I've said in Life Will See You Now, we we in our modern world have just got it so wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're so ruled by, well, we've mentioned social media, for example, we're mm-hmm. so ruled by this horrendous political agenda at the moment, mm-hmm. which is just minging. But we're all in it and we're all caught up in it. Um, and they just have this sense of, um, yeah, oneness. They're just chilling by waterfalls. Like. <laughs> kind of. Chilling uh, out. I saw a brilliant quote recently. Um, this is not it word for word, but it's it, it's it's all in the social media space. And, uh, and it's something like, just think there's someone sitting beside a waterfall somewhere right now, no idea how angry they're supposed to be. <laughs> and I, I love that. I love that so much because there's an awful lot of angry people sitting staring at their phones right now. Yeah. Um, Constantly getting updates and telling you the new thing and the next thing. And I mean, I used to get news updates from my dad and just say, just give me the top stories because I don't need to hear any more. And yeah. some people, you need to know more. It's like, well, actually, it's my choice. Ignorance. A little bit of ignorance yeah. is blessed. I don't need the updates as much as we get them. So I turn the radio off now and blast up the, the tunes that we bit Freddie or whatever. Yeah, that's the way it should be. But I think, you know, it's going back to the tribes, you know, they, they don't have all this technology, you know, the even to this day, okay, they have a bit more now than mm-hmm. than, than they did. But I love that idea of, of um, being able to be so at peace yeah. with what you do have yeah. rather than this constant striving for what you don't have. The only thing is they do change their name every seven years. They do. They change their name. I, I love it. It's a uh, b- bit of a random one, right? It's, it's very random. Why have labels for that your whole life? Yeah, yeah. You know? I'm not a fan of labels. What would you change your name to in seven years if you got the option? Steve. <laughs> no, I don't. I, do, you know, I, do you know? It's funny because when I when I read that um, when I was researching them, like, I it crossed my mind. Well, what would I change my name to? And I don't know. It's like when people say, "What would you change the name of your company to?" Because I've always said I hate the name of my yeah, company and I, and I want to change it. What would you change it to? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Um, but um, God, I don't know. What would you change your name to? Well, can I have Mojo? My and people like. Well, yeah. Got, okay. Someone got me a Mojo yeah, chain. Cool. My friend, thanks, Jen. And uh, people sometimes do call me Mojo when they meet me. Okay, I, th- I quite I... like that. But Jojo, I quite like Jojo. I think see Jojo's a cool name. I, I've never been a huge fan of my name, like Gavin. Like it's it's not exciting. And what would I change my name to? Uh, Optimus Prime. <laughs> I knew you were going to say you love it. <laughs> I do I love not the Transformers? <laughs> not I love, but I love no, but I love Optimus. Optimus Prime. He's uh, he was a great leader of his people. Oh, you love it. <laughs> so you talk about like some of the principles with this tribe, right? And freedom's like a huge thing so there's no leaders there's no rules obviously there'll be people tuning in that perhaps have a controlling person they have to deal like control freaks control freaks can be great because they're perfectionists and they they can be amazing in like a crisis or you know i'm a delegator i quite like to hand things over but people that are working with a control freak or living with a control freak what advice would you give to them because they don't really have the choice they can't just go off to the rainforest 
Yeah. I think there are levels of control freak. Yeah. yeah um, and there is there's extremities in there that are dangerous and unsafe and get out type yeah, yeah. thing. Um however, um I think um do you know what it's funny, like like my wife Al, I'm not about to call her a control freak, but we're so different in yeah. our approach to things uh, and how we operate around the house. You know, mm-hmm. very, very different. That's maybe why it works. But um I think I don't know. I think I, th- I think people have to be. It's similar to the idea of the whole Mondays thing, mm-hmm. or how you're feeling on a particular day. It has to almost be an acceptance of of other people, other people's behaviours. You know, you, mm-hmm. you've already said that actually it can be quite useful to have someone like that around. Like you know, there's three people own and run my business, mm-hmm. and we couldn't be more different. We could not be more different. Yeah. And we always joke about how you've got the yes guy, the no guy, and the maybe guy. Uh, what are you? I'm. I'm I'm the excited yes one, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, and then, but but sometimes I need I need the no guy yeah. to be like actually that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm like oh it'd be great there'll be glitter and there'll be <laughs> sparkles and it'll be great and he's like yeah but we can't afford it. Ah, okay, oh, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Sounds I, like I, my husband. <laughs> but, but, it's, yeah, but I think sometimes you need to hear it. Um, but I think uh, if we're talking about verging off into those. Um, extremities that I mentioned where it's making somebody miserable yeah unhappy unwell yeah. um you know there's always that thing that um you know you need to save yourself have you seen sleeping with the enemy when no. he does no i haven't You've never seen no, it I haven't. julia roberts no i know i, I know exactly Get what to watch. i have i'm too busy watching mary poppins oh it's well there's a scene anyway when all the cans have to be in it sacked or like ocd oh, times i've seen that it's or maybe I've just really seen that scary. particular scene. It's really scary. And yeah. there's one scene at the end and she finds out he's in the house because all the cans have been Oh, I have. I oh, have. it's so no, freaky. I like, have. put shudders down, yeah. really. Like, I love the film. I love but, Julia Roberts. Oh, she's brilliant. Like, I love her. Yeah, <laughs> she's amazing. She's a classic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I just think of that. So, as you say, it's like, what's coercive and what's... Well, yeah, if it's just... If it's just people like things to be in a particular way cool all right i'm all right yeah. with that yeah um they can do it as well they're good they're good cleaners i, I i'm awful at housework oh, and i know you say you are in the book as yeah. well but you, here's a revelation <laughs> i got a cleaner oh yes so, so jealous so just just putting this out there i i've we my wife and i we've never had a cleaner we've been like we don't need we don't need one we're more than capable of keeping the house clean and and ali's magic she, she's like i'm not getting a cleaner because because they don't tidy your house yeah. So you will still need to tidy Gavin yeah, and yeah. pick your shit off the floor. Yeah. Um. I'm not super messy, but I'm also not super tidy. Um. But in the last six months, we have decided to try a cleaner and see. She comes on a Friday, so when we come home on a Friday, well, I'm usually at home these days, but we come home on a Friday. The place is absolutely spotless, oh, and actually, God. it's not huge amounts of money, but see that money that we spend yeah every now and then i think in life there are moments where it's worth the expense mm-hmm. and a clean house it just yeah, clears your head doesn't oh, it? going into the weekend as well yeah. it is magic so yes. um yeah i mean if if you live with somebody who loves to tidy up and clean fill your boots yeah but again Cash if it's on. getting to a point where it's making you or them unhealthy yeah. scared well that's that's time to to reach out to someone outsource outsource I, I had a friend and she would always say like 
oh, Mabs isn't that into DIY. My dad was always really good at DIY, but he says, well, he works hard in a different profession, so he yeah. would just pay someone at the weekend, take her out for lunch instead. And totally. I was like, I'm with him. Oh. She's like, oh, but it's good to do DIY. And I'm like, no, my hubs is like that. He yeah. loves DIY, but I'm like, can't we just let your time? I look at it as his time, but he really enjoys it. Oh, he yeah. finds it therapeutic. And I'm like, just get I've, someone. I've got no interest in DIY. <laughs> I don't want to learn. My father-in-law is mortified that his son-in-law can't change a plug. Can you change a plug? No. No, but I don't. I don't need to because I live I with a perfectionist. But see, does it. I don't need to, but I also don't want. I don't. I don't care. want to learn. And so I said this to someone. Okay, maybe a couple of years ago, I remember talking about the plug thing. Because someone's like, oh, can you change your plug? I was like, no. They're like, that's a disgrace. I was like, only if you want it to be a disgrace. Yeah, it's that's that judgment. It's that judgment, like these things, yeah. these labels and these expectations of what we should know how to do. I, I spoke to someone the other day who told me they, they're, they're in their 40s or 50s and they, they don't know how to drive a car. And everyone keeps going, that's ridiculous. And they're going, I don't need to. I don't want to. I'm going, well, that's okay. It's amazing. That's yeah. all right. So my, my wife's amazing at DIY. Like yeah. amazing at so, DIY, so Scott, yeah. um, she can do the most extraordinary things, and I am told to make the tea. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do DIY, but I, I can cook. Yeah, without yeah. passion, you have no energy, though. So it's good to just get Freddie up, get the tunes on, a bit of twerking, a bit of chopping. I do all that, maybe not the twerking. <laughs> oh no, you should really commit to it, right? So I'm, not, I'm all right, <laughs> honestly. So I, I got the idea from Bonnie because Bonnie was like. You're not going to twerk at your next speaking event, and I was like, "Oh, brilliant, Bonnie! I'll get them like twerking at the start." Yeah. So I've done it the past few times and like really commit, and I'll just act like a loon. Yeah. And then they kind of, and I'll sometimes get them to close their eyes, and I'll be like, "Like your mind's telling you you look ridiculous right yeah. now, but your mojo's saying set yourself free and twerk." <laughs> but see, when I get into full twerk mode, it yeah. feels amazing because it's like you're shaking. Well, I can it tell off. you right now, I have never been in full twerk mode. Oh, you should try it. Just in your not own private just now. time. Just in your own private. <laughs> time get some of those have you got wireless headphones yes yeah. yeah. get, get your wireless headphones on play a song that really gets you going and twerk it honestly it's yeah. been amazing yeah well <laughs> we're just talking about not judging people i'm not judging you i don't think i'll be a natural uh twerk. doesn't matter though if you're on your own you can really experiment with it <laughs> i've been I'm really twerking experimenting honestly yeah, like my okay. daughter cringes but then sometimes she'll come and she'll do her own wee dance yeah. and uh I love it. Yeah, cool. Happiness in yeah. a shot. It's like balloons in well, a shot. You know, it's you like know what? I found it running, you found twerking. <laughs> if it's your thing, it's your thing. And if people want to judge you, they can fuck off. Exactly. Oh. I love it. <laughs> so you wrote a rap in your book. Uh, do you want to do it in Eminem's voice? Happiness happiness isn't a race. Do you want to see it? So so just to clarify for your listeners, I didn't write a rap. <laughs> uh, there was a particular couple of sentences that in the book I said, actually, if you read that in Eminem's voice, Sounds like a rap. Do you want to say it in Eminem's voice? No. Happiness isn't a race. There's no chase. You can dictate the pace. How do you balance that? I, I love it. <laughs> do you know, it's so funny because, like, when I wrote it, I genuinely, when I was reading it back, I was like, that actually does sound like a rap. It sounds like, like I've it. tried to find a rhythm. I think that, do you know, it's funny. I've discovered there is a rhythm to my writing, but that's not planned. And even though I've written that if you say that back in Eminem's voice, it sounds like a rap. At no point have I actually wrapped it. So that's a first for me. Even though I wrote it, that's the first time I've heard it being wrapped. And I stand by my words. It sounds like a wrap. It's good. I like it, though. I think it could be a good mantra to get to your next tattoo. Say it, say it again. Happiness isn't a race. There's no chase. You can take the pace. I don't know why I'm doing it in a kind of dodgy American I like accent. I like but... it. You should do it while twerking in cold water. <laughs> 
right i'll maybe make a video and, <laughs> and post it in the comments um i love it a quick thing about balance then how can we well, like well i think the problem is people are chasing yeah. happiness constantly um not everybody but the science tells us it's clear the psychology is there that the more you chase happiness the less happy you will be mm -hmm. happiness doesn't come from things it comes from experiences um you know you you are again the, the psychology is there we we can become happier by helping other people to be happy mm -hmm. you know i think this I keep meeting people who are, they're stri there's nothing almost striving in life. I, we all want to be successful, we want to do the best we can do, and we all want to be the best version of ourselves that we can be, but it's this constant wanting the better car, and then you get that car, and you say, like, well, next time I'm getting that one. Mm -hmm. We want the bigger house, the fancier house. Mm -hmm. We want to be recognised, we want the bigger bit of fame. And, you know, it's, none of that matters. Because mm -hmm. right now, I'm pretty sure that nobody on the planet is discussing the car that you drive or I drive. Yeah. Like, nobody. And if they are, they're a wanker. Totally. <laughs> but, but by the way, people can get into cars. Like, yeah. cars are your thing again. Yeah. Like, so I'm not judging people who are into cars at all. Yeah. But it's that obsession with what's next, what's next? Bigger, better, yeah. bigger, better, bigger, better. Yeah. It's fine to push for bigger, better. But if it's running your life and yeah. all you can think about is bigger, better, bigger, better, you're not going to be happy. And yeah. when we all die, and we will die, um, something, ah, sometimes people forget <laughs> it's coming but we, we will all die at some point but as we say in the book at our funerals nobody is going to discuss the size of your house Yeah. nobody is going to discuss uh, your your car mm -hmm. they're going to discuss whether you're one of the good guys or an arsehole and, well, th and that's it if your son was writing a book about you what mm. would you want him to say how would you want him to describe you I would want my son to feel and believe that I was the best dad in the world. And by that, I mean somebody who really gave a shit about him and encouraged him to never um, give in to society mm -hmm. and stay true to, to who he is. My, my, my son is a beautiful human being. So I mentioned earlier, he's nearly 14. His name's Kean, And Kean, Kean is the kid who, so he went into lockdown a P7 and came out of lockdown a first year who was a foot taller, wow. hair down to his shoulder, his voice broke during lockdown and he's shaving. Mm. Like, in first year, he's now, he's now a second year at high school, but there's not many first years that are doing those things and that tall. Um, so he's in second year now, he's nearly 14, and he's the kid that sits with the digital drawing pad in his room mm -hmm. and creates worlds for himself and characters. And he knows that he's going off to Dundee when he's finished school, mm -hmm. and he knows that he's going to be in uh, games design, and he knows that he's going to create landscapes and characters and stories, and he knows that he's also going to compose the music Amazing. that goes with it because he's a beautiful pianist, you know, at yeah. 14 years of age. But he wouldn't tell anyone that because in his mind it's not cool and I don't I mean I remember um learning piano when I was in primary school and I quit because it wasn't cool and then I got to about 16 17 and I was like shit That's it was so cool yeah, it was so cool um so he I would hope that if he was writing a book about me he would talk about how I supported whatever it was he was 
or wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember when he was about, probably about seven or eight, and he started piano lessons, and he used to go to a, a, a piano teacher uh, near the Playhouse here in Edinburgh on a Saturday morning, really early, like really early. It was like half eight or something. It was the only slot we could get, but he wanted to do this, and so I would take him. And of course, beside the Playhouse, you also have um, a, a wee run of bars and clubs uh, that are um, hugely supportive of the LGBT uh, community, uh, as as they all should be. And there was one morning we came round the corner, and there was a woman coming towards us in a very small dress. Mm-hmm. It was clearly not a woman. May have identified as a woman, but was 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 a man in a dress. And I'm looking at this person coming towards us, thinking, I'm intrigued to see what Kean will say here. Mm-hmm. And we walked past and my son really looked at this person, like really stared. And I was like, oh, I don't, I was thinking, oh, don't, don't stare. And he said nothing. And we kept walking and he still said nothing, which is how it should be. But in my head, I'm going like, he's probably, he probably should say something. Like, I mean, like be a comment. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about it now and I'm thinking like, no, that he just looked and thought nothing and yeah. said nothing as it, as it should be yeah but i maybe being of a different generation said did you notice anything interesting yeah. about that person I, mean, I, I shouldn't be saying that i should just accept for who and he went yeah i said what did you notice he said i think that was a man in a in a lady's dress i said yeah and he said nothing and i'm yeah. thinking we need to have a conversation about this which we shouldn't have to have mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you think about that? And he went, what do you mean? And I just left it at that. Because yeah. I was like, that's my son right there. He doesn't give shit yeah. about what you look like, how you feel, what you believe. And by, I mean, by what you feel, I mean, he wants people to feel good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gone off on a big tangent no, answering your though. question here. But acceptance, I, I, isn't it? I hope that my acceptance of what is considered different yeah and weird and yeah or creative or whatever has been instilled in 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 my kids amazing Um, it's interesting because i've i have a book coming out in march for teenagers yeah i'm excited about that so i've spent a lot of time talking with kian Mm -hmm. about this book because it's very hard i've discovered to write a book about or not sorry not about but for teenagers because teenagers now are unbelievably different from when I was a yeah, teenager. Exactly. Um, and actually, it's it's really a teenager's version of Life Will See You Now. So there are bits of Life Will See You Now that you'll recognise in there. But there's lots of new stuff as well. But um, it's been really interesting talking to him about this stuff. Okay. And sitting down with him saying, will you read this for me and see what you think? Brilliant to have uh, that. Really eye-opening. Because the way teenagers see the world now is very, it's very different. different. I, I think to like teenage years and sitting in my room and I would write a lot and I would really be there with the music Mm. i would be like all in and like really hearing it and i worry now that kids with social media don't hear music like they did when we were teenagers do you know what i mean with distractions i like to think they still do but you know i just certain songs and you speak about this in the book like certain albums and stuff that really stick with you because you were there changed your life and it wasn't like you were scrolling or you were you didn't just you didn't just stream a song yeah it was albums and you heard the journey was it adele Adele recently challenged Spotify to stop shuffling oh, and right. to play albums in the order that they were meant to go. Ah. And I think they've, they've agreed. 
so that the listener gets the intended experience of what it was the journey like. the story yeah. and then you can shuffle it if you want i think you're you're on a really important topic here because like i remember so i was a teenager in the 90s brit pop it was huge it was either oasis blur i was definitely more blur but loved all that music but um like you'd invite your pals around to listen to an album yeah like my son thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> like I was like, you would literally like the new Oasis album, the new Blur album, or Shed Seven, or Supergrass, or Elastica, or whoever was out at the time. Mm. You'd invite your mates round to listen. We would all gather and listen, and it was amazing. Amazing. But teenagers now, a lot of their listening is through headphones, mm -hmm. with the door closed. Yeah. So the door gets closed, you're shut off. Then you put your headphones on, and you shut off, and okay. you go into your phone, and you're the phrase, the, the, there's a chapter in the teen book, I've called it Forever Elsewhere. Ah, uh, okay. Which is my social media chapter, which doesn't tell them to get off social media, but it does, hopefully very cleverly. Yeah, or but, at least put in a box, uh, well, I've, a I've, digital detox I've, box. I've, like. Well, everyone talks about FOMO and, and Bromo and Slowmo and all the things I've gone with. It's important to, it's about finding Nemo, which is not entirely missing out. Oh, so it's somewhere, somewhere between FOMO and JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. Yeah. So FOMO, the fear of missing out, mm -hmm. is awful. Mm -hmm. JOMO is probably unrealistic for teenagers. Yeah. So let's, so I've said it's all about finding Nemo, not entirely missing out. And once you've got that, the sequel is finding Dory, which is eventually <sighs> when you, dis it's the discovery of the real you. Dory. I love that. So that's the route I've gone. Oh. Again, I've gone off on a tangent. But no, the point is, kids listen, headphones, door shut, in their screen, they're forever elsewhere. Mm -hmm. That, and that's not always a bad thing, mm -hmm. but that social, that beautiful moment of getting that album on. And, mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be an album. It could, it could be a film. It could be a recording of a theatre show. It could it might even be a book. Yeah. Imagine saying to teenagers now, you could meet up with your pals and discuss a new book. They'd be like, all right, nice one. <laughs> but you can. And there's kids out there who would love that. Oh, I'm looking forward to reading the book. There's so much I want to ask you. Um, hot tubs, right? So that that is a ha a safe place for us. And you speak really openly. Chapter seven, confidently lost. Chapter six, is confidently six? lost. I thought it was seven. Um, six, six Um, really powerful chapter. Yeah. And you spoke about, and I didn't know this, so I was reading it while I'd been having some kind of mental breakdown. Yep. And I was reading it. And I was like. He's had one too. He's had one too. Does it just happen to these really creative people that care and feel too much? Or does everyone Probably. go through it and we just don't know, but we're just being honest? Because there's so many people that have come to me since I spoke openly saying they've been through it or they're going through it. And I'm like, you? I had no idea because people still aren't talking about yeah. it. So when I read it, I was like, I was gutted for you. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I was like, this is amazing. This chapter is so powerful. And there was so many similarities like you being in the hot tub. And you said you cry. You were crying all oh, the time. I remember, and it brought me back. Could not stop. Four o'clock in the morning. Uh, the bit I don't say in there is it wasn't my hot tub. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. It, it was horrendous. Like it was an awful, awful moment, which had been coming for at least six months, maybe nine. Mm -hmm. Like I knew it was there, and it was building and building and building. And like you and so many other people, just keep on going. You, keep you tell on no going. one, you keep on going. Um, but what 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 was really affecting me was the lack of sleep. Yeah. Um, so I was, we, and I should say at this point, my wife Ali was amazing during this, and she was doing everything she could to help, and and was great. And 
we reckoned I was sleeping between 20 to 30 minutes a night. Now, how long could you do that? Because I started to hallucinate. That's when I was really losing it in yeah. what section. That was maybe after three weeks of sleep. Mm -hmm. Like I would pass out at nine, shattered. Mm -hmm. Then I'd wake up at 11, buzzing yeah. with all these ideas and overstimulated yeah. and yeah. anxious and paranoid yeah. and happy and all these kind of emotions. I, I, I don't, I mean, it went on for a while, but I, I would, I couldn't settle mm -hmm. was the problem. I couldn't settle my brain. I couldn't settle my heart. I couldn't settle my body just couldn't settle and the one place where i seemed to uh, get a wee bit solace the right word was either in a bath or a hot tub but on, on a stage because when i was doing my work i don't often call it my work when i was doing what i do um it's there's that there's an immediate you know there's there's an immediacy when you're on stage mm -hmm. you you can't think about other stuff because you're you're on on stage that's you're in that moment you have to be in order to do what you do really well yeah. and actually that became my kind of happy place so i thought well get busier take mm -hmm. on more work oh, put yourself out there sign up for free stuff just if somebody oh, if somebody says look could you come and talk at this we've got no budget yes i'll do it <laughs> because it filled the space yeah um but uh yeah there came a point where it was too much and my entire body broke out in hives oh. uh but here's the thing it stopped here and here that's handy. Whack on a shirt. No one knows. Crack on. Wow. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then the hot tub happened. That was an Avi Oh, And you uh, were just crying. Like, it's the crying. It can just, because when you're emotionally unstable, right, and you're mm. all over the place, you can just go into, like, bursts of tears, right? And then it, it's... So I, I think I'm a crier anyway, but this wasn't mm. normal. Uh, this wasn't healthy at all. And I think, again, so we were away on holiday with friends. And, again, I, just, I couldn't. Couldn't, couldn't sleep three o'clock in the morning came up i got walking about freaking out like scribbling I, I i would have to write my thoughts down it was helping to get it out my head i mm -hmm. suppose um and then I, that was the moment four o'clock in the morning climbed into a hot tub and wow. off off i went and it was at that point i was like right i have to i have to speak to someone about this yeah. um and uh it was the start of a long journey back but, but you didn't you didn't get professional help no i didn't oh. um i almost did um so at the time i had a i had a uh, i was part of a a sort of health insurance thing through work mm -hmm. um where i had some level of access mm -hmm. covered to certain people to a level yeah and i remember thinking and part of the service mm -hmm which at the time sounded weird, but now it's the norm, was you could speak to somebody uh, over, like, Skype. Yeah. And I did do that. A um, psychologist or a psychotherapist? It was a doctor. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but not my doctor. Yeah. This was somebody down south who... But that's what appealed to me. Yeah. I thought, this is a stranger. Yeah. Um, and I remember her appearing on the screen and me thinking, this is weird, speak to a doctor on a screen. But again, like I say, it's now the norm yeah. for so many folk. And... Um, she said, so tell me a bit about why you're contacting me today. And I was like, I just don't, I don't feel myself. Yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, I'm not sleeping. I'm worried about, I'm full on anxiety. I'm a very anxious person. I've always been a worrier. Two different things, of course, but this is next level. Mm -hmm. And she didn't help me in the slightest. Really? Oh, I just didn't know what to say. It just seemed oh. so bizarre. And I just thought, well, I'm obviously not. This is obviously, I'm not ill. Like, I'm, there's not something wrong was that 
I have had doctors that have been like, you're a bit of a hypochondriac, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't get anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, when it gets you and when you're not in that place, yeah. like your mind's all over the place. And it's funny mm-hmm. that doctors do get it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had, I had therapy and they totally got it wrong. And we're still processing that because they told us stuff. And then it turned out the therapist wasn't well herself. So she totally... Yeah, you know, okay. she was in like a state of mania or something. Mm-hmm. So she was saying all this stuff and really paranoid. It was so these things do happen, and not they to do. put people off getting professional oh, help. No, I, 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 th- I think you know this. Is, I, now, like, like if I feel myself going down that route again, ever, I, I am going to talk to somebody immediately. Yeah. I'm going to say to some. Well, firstly, I would probably speak to Ali and just be like, yeah. "I'm just letting you know I'm not feeling right again, or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, I would absolutely seek support and help 100 percent. you know everybody says it oh talk to somebody but it's the hardest thing to do it's hard um, and some but, people don't realize because they're because yeah. i didn't realize like i knew something wasn't up but i didn't know what it was yeah. and then i was all and the paranoia had kicked in yeah um so some people perhaps don't realize i've had people write to me or call me or whatever oh this person sounds familiar mm. they don't really realize yeah and it's their closest circle yeah. that have to step in yeah. And then they can get very suspicious in that state sometimes of yeah. being challenged, depending yeah. on where, what your anxiety is. Yeah. But you've kind of picked yourself back up. It seems like the mojo is definitely Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I've battled away with anxiety a lot mm-hmm. in, in my entire life. Um, and I think what I learned in 2018 is the difference between anxiety and anxiety disorder. Yeah, you know that I think that's one. That, I think that's a problem we have in the world right now is that people go, "Yeah, I've got anxiety," mm-hmm. and they they don't. They yeah. they are they're anxious, but that's not that's not having an anxiety. To, like they're two very different things. And you know, I think it's you know, I talk, I do a lot of work with uh, schools, as you know, and and talk to a lot of teenagers about this. And it's amazing how many people say to me, "Oh yeah, I have I have anxiety after my boyfriend chucked me." Mm-hmm. It's like you're heartbroken. Mm-hmm. You're you you don't you don't really have anxiety but it's just it's this label that we use now yeah. a lot of people yeah i've got anxiety i'm going let me show you anxiety you know yeah. but i think um i you know i'm i'm i mean 2018 seems like a long time ago and a lot's happened in the world and by the way during the whole COVID thing i've felt myself slipping at times like yeah. everybody else yeah. um but i think uh writing the chapter i, I wrote it found it really uh, cathartic writing it but didn't want to put it in the book mm-hmm. and I remember I, I sent it to the publisher uh, and they were like you have to put it in it's mm-hmm. this is gonna this will maybe save lives and ac- actually I am aware that it has people have been in touch to say I was this close and read your book and it, it it just was enough for me to go and seek help and and whatever else um amazing that you put in i'm so glad you did well i'm I'm glad i did as well and uh i think um it's funny like waiting on the book coming out ironically i felt very anxious (laughs) (laughs) about that being in there because that's not the me that people know yeah i'm the guy that writes the colorful happy clappy books that i hope aren't actually that happy clappy they're happy but maybe not the clappy part (laughs) um there's always room for clapping but um, I think, uh, yeah, it was important that I spoke my truth in, in that and yeah. it's helped a lot of people. There was something I was going to say there, but it's gone. And there were some back. good tips in it as well of just how you you got through it. So yeah, because I, I tried everything. Yeah. Every mindfulness app, every herbal thing that you can spray on your pillow and mm. nothing was working until uh, Ali bought me um, 
The Happiness Trap by Russ Harris. Mm -hmm. I called him Rolf Harris recently. <laughs> it's not Rolf Harris. Um, and uh, the book was great, but there was one tiny, tiny little technique in there mm -hmm. that was enough to feel a lifting. I was like, oh my God, it's the first thing I've done that just gave me a lift and I focused on that and off we went. Yeah, and you speak about that and it's a bit like mindfulness and, and sort of accepting it and then distancing Distancing it yourself. It's, it's called I'm having the thought that. Yeah. So instead of lying in your bed all night thinking, I can't sleep, I can't sleep, I'm going to explode, I'm going to die, yeah. you basically change your thing. You, fo you do focus on that, but then you do it again and you say, I appear to be having the thought that. Or, or well, you start off by saying, I'm having the thought that I can't sleep. Yeah. You do that a few times uh, and then you say, uh, it's, uh, God, again, I can't remember the words I use, but it's, 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 noticing. it's like, I, I appear to be having the thought that, or I seem to be, a, and you're, each one just takes you a wee bit further away from the thing. Yeah. And I just remember reading it going, that's not, that is not going to work. Because um, nothing was working and uh, it worked. Well, it, it, it was the first moment of relief that I felt and I was like, yeah. right, I'm sticking with this and yeah, and they found a few other things. Oh, I'm so glad. So glad. There's so I could talk to you about it for ages, but we're almost out of time. So um, what if people are struggling to cry, have you got a song that makes you helps you to cry? Um I think there's a lot of songs that that I would cry to uh these days. Have you heard Bloodline by is it Sam 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 Fender? Came on the radio yesterday. Oh man. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I, Sam Fender's amazing. Oh. Uh, I've I've um I've listened to when I was training for the marathon before I hurt my neck, I actually I noticed he was coming on. It was just on random, and I noticed he was coming on quite a lot. Um, if I had to pick one, though, um, oh my goodness me, ah, uh, you've kind of put me on the spot here. Um, I know Monsters is one that got you going. Once. Or uh, I remember James to it. Oh, Blunt. That so one I, gets I me going. I don't think I've ever listened to James James Blunt by the way on social media. Tell you, I don't <laughs> think I've really ever listened to his music that much. I'm aware of a couple of his bigger hits and things, but the first time I heard that, of course, it was for his dad. <sighs> oh, I was it, gone. It got me going. Yeah. Like just listening to it, and oh man, there'll be there'll be there, yeah there there are many songs. Um, I think um, I think it depends on. Like the most recent one, I think was "Wish You Were Here." Oh, Pink, uh, Pink Floyd. Floyd. I love it's that just, one. It wasn't. It wasn't because I was lying there thinking about any one, or it just. It's such a beautiful piece of music. Such, um, oh. But like, it, any type of music can can trigger it for me, and mm. yeah, off we go. So. You really get into it, and I do know that you like on your podcast. You were stalking Tiffany. I think we're alone now. What a tune! Great pop song of all time. Anyone and I'll hear nothing from anyone else. To, to go against that it's the greatest pop song of all time oh so that's we, one for the playlist guys we were trying to get tiffany on the podcast um you had to put the ego aside to like almost stalk her to get her on mm, but she's she just not by you know how there's now i forget what it's called those websites where you can pay people to read a script oh, and yeah. do birthday wishes and uh, things yeah yeah we we um we even we paid we created the script sent it to her and the script was i'll agree to come on your podcast <laughs> uh so you know she didn't take the job Oh, but, uh, we had some cool people. We had the guy that voiced uh, the cat, some of the characters in Thundercats. It's amazing. On with with Jason Byrne. We had some amazing people, but yeah, we couldn't get Tiffany. Oh, some she people was... are just too stubborn. Yeah. Come on, Tiffany. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, she's still going. She's still going. She's still oh, still she's, doing her thing. She's so good. Oh, and I wanted to ask you. So there's one line in the book. So you've got Trump, Kardashians, and Jesus. I was like, in the spirit of Christmas, baby JC. <laughs> I was. I just didn't get the tie because I was like, those two are quite materialistic, and uh, uh, well, Trump and Kardashians. I'm not a fan, but Jesus. I was like, peace, love, kind of. Yeah. Prophet. So, so the context of that is I'm talking about heroes, uh, um, right. and how we've all got our heroes. They're not my heroes, by the way. In case I'm going to trump your hero, um, <laughs> the point I was making is that you know it's I I think it's important to have you don't it doesn't need to be hero worship, but to have people that you feel a connection with. Because so some of my heroes were like Reeves and Mortimer. Mm-hmm. Like I'm huge. Like as a teenager, that I just used to watch Vic and Bob and think that's what I want to do, and they. Vic and Bob's work gave me a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Like as a teenager, I remember as everybody was desperate to be in bands and learn guitar, I was sitting at home writing comedy sketches because I was thinking, "There's a world there where I belong." Yeah. You so I think. Felt. So when I talk about heroes, uh, uh, the, the point I'm making is, you know, your hero might be uh, sorry if your heroes are Trump, the Kardashians, or even Jesus. Well, then we're probably very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I say, but that's okay, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Baby Jesus. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, not a fan. <laughs> I, I loved, I honestly love the books. And, oh, thank you. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Looking forward to reading the next one. And yeah. Then I'm having a break. Then you're just going to chill out. Yeah, well, from I'll still write, but yeah, there needs to be a break from, from the books. Once the teenage one's out, because there's the couple for the younger kids as well. There's a couple for the couple for the the grown-ups shall we say mm-hmm. the bit that's missing for me is that book for the teenagers so yeah. uh, a head full of everything Amazing. is what it's called and that is third of march fabulous bring oh, it on but thank days. you for having me on no it's been lovely to see you again and hope the kids like the balloon they will do a little twerk with them and uh <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so much and thank you keep much. inspiring I will. You too. Awesome. Thank you. So many options for your playlist there. I actually messed up. It wasn't Sam Fender that does that song. It was Sam Tompkins' Bloodline. It came on in the radio and his voice, Sam Tompkins. Oh, I was like, I am loving this. Um, and it's it's quite a mosh. It gets quite a mosh. So check that one out. As Gav said, kind of put him on the spot because it's so hard. I think it's the hardest question to ask people about music because it's so emotive to us and it's so personal. Um, but Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here, I'm so glad he thought of that because, oh, what a tune. We're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl year after year. I remember crying to that when I'd been dumped as a teenager. I was like, the guy was an asshole but like you know a little 15 year old um but such a tune oh i love it um and what else did we say on monsters if you want to cry oh my goodness james blunt that gets me every time it comes on in the radio and um do you know this is so funny i'm keeping this in we were talking about diy hubs is just stripping the walls it's just i was it's been the busiest weekend and i was like can we just chill today we're going to paint and he's stripping all the walls so i'm keeping it in the background so you know that the chat we were having there about diy totally legit the guy just won't stop um i am making him put up the blow up hot tub later though so that we can actually sit and chill in it tonight because i'm like it's been a freaking busy weekend um and i will chill knowing that you guys have had loads of motivation going out with a boom bang so i'm happy any other songs oh yes we'll just end it with i think we're alone now there doesn't seem to be anyone around 
tune the greatest pop song of all time that was quite a big shout from gav um it's a pretty good one it's a pretty good one uh, i'll leave that with you guys hit me up at jojo freezer mojo if you have another greatest pop song of all time you want to shout out um would love to hear or you can get me at mummyjojoblog at gmail.com i'll put all gav's details in the show notes too if you want to reach out to him all my love to you Mwah.